0: Hey, Zookeepers, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman, one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys. I've had to re-record this a few times because I have to mention It's it the Suicide Squad. We watched this time and not Suicide Squad, the 2021 one. Uh, but yeah, we had on Adam Quaslow. We've been meaning to get this bad boy for a bit. We had a blast. Uh, and you'll notice this episode's a little bit more quiet because I had to cut out a lot of AC noises. But it was 92 degrees. Give us a break. Anyways, if you like this podcast, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. It helps a ton leave a review if you're feeling uh, frisky as well and then if you ever want to tweet at us you can reach us at podzuki on twitter just our name and uh, we'll read whatever you tweeted us on air it's pretty fun uh, but anyways let's get to the suicide squad no, not suicide squad thanks marketing Render unto Guidra what is Ghidra's Ten to when he sees
1: you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel good wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now was easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes,
2: yes, you to the beat.
1: When my brother was in high school, his band did a show out of town, like in Ohio. And I went to it and we went to a uh flying J's afterwards, those old diners that used to exist. Oh yeah. And uh we were all being rowdy and having a good time and the one of the for some reason one of the guys got a ribeye at a fucking diner. I don't know why he did that, but the That's fucked up. the <laughs> waitress asked him, like, Oh, how do you want that cooked? <laughs> my brother's best friend said, With lots of comb <laughs> and immediately realized he said that to a woman with no involvement with it. <laughs> so he felt he immediately said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry <laughs> Oh my
0: god!
1: Did they do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, frankly, that's probably already how they it. And that's that's how they
0: invented country fried steak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That ain't gravy. Yeah, that's that's the perfect start for Welcome to Podzuki, America's only podcast about the Illuminati and Walmart. Uh, I'm featuring Come, featuring Come. <laughs> I'm one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Brand Kirkman.
1: I'm another one of your Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Luke Evans. Flip.
0: It's me, your third Hollywood kaiju bad boy, Martin Felschman. Oh. Everyone, fucking give it up right now for our special guest, the one and only Adam Quaslow.
2: Thank you. I, I am the Manila of Chicago comedy. Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> I just realized we just started so long ago. We should talk about mm-hmm. one recording. We're excited to have Adam on tonight because uh, we—he messaged me specifically after the Suicide Squad trailer came out because there is a very distinct line which says, "Oh shit, there's a kaiju," or something right. like that. If uh, we had some real three kaiju three. shit. Yeah. Uh, so we thought there'd be a, a kaiju in this film, and let me tell you, there was. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're talking about the 2021 Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. Um, before we start, though, has anyone seen Suicide Squad?
2: No. I have seen both movies. Sorry to hear. Yeah. I thought
1: about watching the first one before this just because, because I usually like to have something negative to say. Yeah. When I'm on here. <laughs> Which I can't about this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I, I've been holding it back all this week about my opinions on it, but I'm going to just say now they're going to be pretty good opinions. In fact, I'd even say this before we start. I know, Adam, because me and you have talked about it a lot, and we've talked about it on the podcast all together. I love the show Harley Quinn. I think it's really great. Oh, yeah. It's good. so good. This, yeah. this felt like the closest you could get to doing like a live-action feeling of what the Harley Quinn show is kind of like. Kind of.
1: and I agree, though. I will have something I'll say later. Harley Quinn didn't need to be in this movie. No. I, I, I understand like from a like business standpoint and selling the movie, she had to be in it.
0: And,
1: but the way the script was written she was kind of
2: forced in there.
0: Yeah. But also she was very fun. But I, yeah, I,
2: I She I, was I, very fun, she got fucking railed. Yeah. Uh, so I was and happy with it.
0: She got railed, had a good time, and then she realized the man was toxic, so she did what every woman should do is kill him instantly once you realised that. She issue. hit
2: it and she fucking <laughs> quit it. Yeah, with a
0: bullet. <laughs> What a great scene. We'll get there, but man, there's there's so many great scenes that kind of stand out to me. But um, yeah, I feel like we should just start getting into the summary, because we could go over all the paths, but we, we, we're all nerdy boys. We've all yeah. seen a lot of DC films. I, yeah. I
2: do just want to uh, make sure, uh, while we talk about Harley Quinn getting railed, this will... I know this episode isn't coming out right away, but it will still be coming out like the tail end of getting railed in a sundress season, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Okay, great. Which to me is
0: uh, all year, every year. Right now, uh, Missy Elliott's playing on the bed, and it's really cute, so I'm just watching that. Um, yeah, this is a very professional episode. You can hear us eating bread, <laughs> watching our cat play around. Um, There's not
1: much bread, so there won't be too much more munching. Yeah,
0: no, this is This is going to be one of the most comfortable episodes we've ever recorded. We're just going <laughs> to smoke a J halfway through and like take a few minutes to think about it. Maybe to like, take a nap. Not guided meditation. You're just going to hear it suddenly pass out. <laughs> We're just going to give
2: each other foot rubs by the end yeah. and ask each other about our days. Yeah.
1: Like I said, let's begin yeah. at the beginning. It opens up with that dude who's always in all of uh, James Gunn's movies, his, like, brother-in-law or something.
0: Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker's great. I love that man.
1: I will say I'm a little ashamed to admit I'm, like, a big comic guy, and DC is, like, my comic company. I didn't recognize most of the, like, uh, random characters they threw in the movie. Like, I didn't know who Javelin was. I didn't know about the Weasel. I can't even remember the name that, like, the dude... I was just talking about...
0: Savant, I think. Yeah. Savant. Savant, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, I think they're in the Suicide Squad comics, because they wanted to use those same... Most, most likely, format. yeah. But, yeah, I didn't i didn't recognize a lot of them. The big ones that we kind of all know were the tertiary characters that we're all pretty familiar with. Oh, yeah. But, um... But yeah.
2: that is some of the fun. Like, you talked about Harley Quinn. Yeah. How much fun was it the first time you saw Queen of Fables on that show?
0: Yeah, that was really fun.
2: <laughs> uh... But that's what I found really interesting because I didn't realize this until I looked at the cast listing afterwards. TDK was Nathan fucking Fillion. Yeah, you oh, have yeah. all
0: the Slither cast almost. It
2: though. was yeah. like, it took me to the end of the movie, but I kept like, oh, who is he? He looks yeah. so familiar. <laughs> almost all the Slither cast, Elizabeth Banks. Boo! <laughs> fuck you! Um, yeah, I love
0: What that are you, movie.
2: too good to do fucking... A movie that's gonna make a lot of money. Fuck you. Yeah, Probably, that's... honestly.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. She's busy directing now or something. Uh, anyways, I feel like we have the we have the initial cast where they open it with Savant's character, which is a really fun introduction. Playing uh, Folsom House Blues or Jailhouse Blues, uh, Folsom of... Prison Blues. Folsom Prison. How always say Jailhouse? By Johnny Cash,
1: and it was the live from Folsom Prison version of the song.
0: Yeah, which is great. He's bouncing a ball around, he kills a bird, so you can know that this guy's no good news right away. Um, and then they kind of introduce you to all of the characters you think are going to be the main characters, which I thought was fun. It's establishing
1: the way a movie like this, like, like the trope, how a movie like this would start.
0: You gotta, you gotta build your team, you gotta introduce all your characters, be like, here's a quick here's a quick little character building scene, here's them uh, gabbing a bit on the plane,
1: but,
2: some good character but, dynamics between people. Unlike any other movie with that scene, none of them was the hacker. Man,
0: <laughs> You know what? We didn't have a hacker. You know what this movie fucking sucks. I, yeah. You know what? This is zero out of ten now at this point, but yeah. we
2: didn't get a hacker. We didn't even get anybody implied to be a hacker because they were wearing fingerless gloves. I guess we, maybe a rat
0: catcher then, right? I, I
2: I will say
1: this when I first saw Pete Davidson, I was like, Ew, Pete Davidson's in this movie. But that ended up being you were my tree. favorite performance by Pete Davidson. <laughs>
0: We should talk about that, because we can get into it pretty quickly. So they introduce you to, like, Pete Davidson's playing Blackguard, another character I did not recognize. The um, guy with guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they kind of put you through the whole cast with the savant kind of talking to all of them. And then also, uh, you get the javelin, who's kind of fun, uh, played by, was it?
2: Flewler Borg. Fleurberg.
0: Yeah, comedian I quite like. He's very fun. Uh, looking very handsome. And then Harley Quinn, of course, and then uh, Colonel Flagg. Is it, is it Captain or Colonel Flag? I, feel like it's Colonel. I, I think it's Colonel. I
2: okay. think it's Colonel because Captain Moomerang was also there. Yeah. Captain
0: yes. That was, okay, that's a fun mm-hmm. surprise too, because he was a more of an integral part in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did have a lot of people reprise their roles, so you're introduced to all of them, and then they have them land on the beach. First off, I like that the weasel can't swim, so he drowns right away <laughs> in a very funny scene where... Uh, uh, the
2: weasel, by the way, played by James Gunn's brother, Sean. Sean
0: Gunn. Uh you know what? I'm going to say uh future guest of Podzuki. to I'm putting that out there now. Wait, sure. wait.
2: The Belko experiment actor Sean Gunn is going to do Podzuki?
0: <laughs> Everyone's favorite character actor from The Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Sean Gunn? Yeah, we're going to get
2: him. Uh speak by the way, just speaking of cuz he is James Gunn's brother and that explains how he gets uh, a lot of the parts. Uh, Before the movie...
0: No, I'm going to say this now. He is a good actor.
2: No, he is. He is. But uh, I saw another movie uh, last weekend uh, where they showed a trailer for uh, a movie that Sean Penn is starring and directing it, uh, in which his daughter uh, will be played by uh, this young uh, up-and-coming actress, uh, Dylan Penn. So, wonder how she got that role. I gotta figure it out. We
0: gotta, we gotta start sending out some emails to Hollywood. We gotta solve this mystery.
2: We gotta. That I think that's the biggest mistake all four of us have made in comedy is uh, having not famous parents.
0: Yeah, or very rich so. parents that helps. Uh, I time. also want to
2: say before we keep going,
1: the plates that uh, Brandon's wife brought for us to eat the bread on are the most passive aggressive. Her <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> name's
0: Barbara, and I love those passive aggressive plates. Yeah, it,
1: it's funny. Just like this, they're all about. Proper grammar. Like, I noticed the one I have, it's like, the difference between may and can. May to ask permission, and can to show ability. There's one, good is an adjective, you did a good job. Well is an adverb, you played well. Like that whole, to get it back to DC, like, Superman does good, you're doing well.
0: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, you're introduced to these characters, the weasel gets kicked off right away because he can't swim in a very funny scene, where Viola Davis, who plays uh, Waller, kind of looks around like nobody has.
2: By the way... For the first time in one of these movies, Amanda Waller had a personality. Like they finally, because they had this great actress playing her, and they finally gave her something to fucking work with.
0: A lot of great scenes with her.
1: I haven't watched any of the other movies that Amanda Waller was in, but I do love Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, and she plays that really is played by CCH Pounder, I believe, and yeah, more like
2: CCH Pound me. <laughs> nice, <laughs> high five. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, that's just for me, Martin. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that they gave her some some scenes to chew. But on top of that, they did a smart thing of making even the the comms team with, like, Steve Agee and a few other actors, like, be fun and interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah. like how they established them. They're all putting bets of who's going to die first, and that was just a really fun scene. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's funny and also kind of, like, like, terrible.
0: Yeah, terrible, but it also makes sense. Uh, so, they're, yeah, they're super criminals. I think, like, of all the people to bet on, like, who's going to die, that's the most morally right.
1: I mean, yeah, totally, and I felt sort of felt like that's why they talk about the weasel-eating kids, <laughs> yeah. specifically. Oh, yeah. Was it that's 26? Why was it 27? 27?
0: Yeah. yeah. Weasel's, Weasel's harmless I mean he's killed 27 children But I think he agreed To do this There's <laughs> also I don't
1: know Something about like Rocket Raccoon Or just that like It's weird they keep Referring to him As him When it doesn't talk It doesn't seem human In any form
2: Other than it walks It's well, bipedal Right but he's got A fucking hog. Yeah he's, <laughs> he's
0: hung like A weasel In my opinion uh,
2: they, He's uh, hung Like the wolf Nice
0: I like that a lot also funny to think that the the suit actor and the catch actor for Rocket Raccoon and the Weasel was the same guy, which is Shotgun. So that's really fun.
2: Oh um, yeah, get that Marvel money yeah. and that D C money, just like Jaime and Hansu or however it's pronounced. Yeah, we've got this suicide squad
1: going on a mission to some island country. I don't know like I don't a Cuba proxy, I guess is what it's supposed to be. I had
0: a poll up here, I'm gonna get that name again just so I don't get it wrong. But anyway,
1: like I uh, like how it's the mission, Maltese,
0: Maltese.
1: So the mission kinda of immediately goes foobar.
0: Yeah, Blackguard sold him out, and we get I think one is gonna be Luke's favorite scene, <laughs> which is like Blackguard's like, Hey come on, I sold him out. Let me let me lose here now and then right away it gets shot in the face. Like yeah, the face explodes. it is a big big old explosion. Like there is a hole there.
2: I uh guess. this may be uh, a hot take after watching that, but I would not like to get shot in the face. I don't not, think I would enjoy it.
0: I'm not against it yet. Like, I haven't seen enough yet to be for against it. So I'm get do back your, to your own research. Yeah. I feel like
1: the way he died would probably be the way to go because like enough of his head explode where the brain's probably gone. Where like so he never felt anything. Oh yeah,
0: Mongol's the way not to go. That would look horrific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she jumps onto a helicopter to bring it down, but gets covered in I want to say jet fuel and burned to death.
1: I I was bothered a little bit by that because Mongal is Mongol's daughter, so she's like dark side level strong, so she wouldn't have died so easily, but it doesn't matter. They
0: did have
2: a very good joke about that. It's like, I think she's like a demon or half god, we're not really sure.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) But also, that's on her for trying to jump in a helicopter to take it down. You gotta think these things through. Gyroscopic motors, they can't have that much weight. When you (laughs) fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, I like that. My dad was a helicopter pilot. But well,
0: yeah, where it gets more surprising, too, as it goes, like, they kill off these kind of B character or these, I'd say, C characters, but then also Captain Boomerang gets killed off in the wreckage. That was kind of a fun surprise, because we were expecting him to go further, I feel like. Oh, yeah.
1: Because he was, like, the funny guy in the first movie, right? Yeah,
0: and even then, Harley looked kind of, like, pretty sad about it. Like, I mean, Margot Robbie always does a great job, but, you know, it was, it was a good moment of, like, oh, shit, there he goes. We were really not expecting that. And then, uh, yeah, they kind of all get picked off, and then we cut to the actual team coming on the other side of the beach. Really fun reveal. like that a lot. Uh, Played by Fuck God Zelba. That's right. Fuck God. Now Knuckles <laughs> the Chidna. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? I've never said it out loud. Already. I always it's say Echidna. Uh, it's hey.
2: pronounced Sex God. Sex God. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckles the Sex God.
0: So if they have him playing Knuckles and Rouge the Bats in the new one, uh, there's no way you're So that he's with playing
1: him. Knuckles and Rouge the
0: Bat? No. I mean, if, <laughs> if Rouge the Bat is not there. There's no way you're gonna leave that movie without coming your pants. I'm just saying. Look, the, the if Rouge
2: the Bat is in that movie, we're all getting Pee-wee Herman. I don't, I don't
1: want to go. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because that's a rabbit hole. Rouge the Bat. And I fell down <laughs> yes, very that's, recently.
0: That's Cream the Rabbit. Get, get, your, get your metaphors straight. Yeah, okay, Cream that, that Rabbit. No, 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 she's, like she's twelve. So no, Stop. <laughs> I was about to say, a Rouge is fine. Wait, how? Her mom is okay. Like her mom, is, her mom is very high. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Cream's mom is fine.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, creamer, mom. cream her mom. What's her, name? <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Milf the mom? What is <laughs> it? I, I think it's Cream Milf. Cream Milf, yeah. Uh, so, I almost spit-took in yeah. your basement <laughs> when you <laughs> said that. Yeah.
0: Uh, man, I've seen so much art of both of them. Uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with drinking off the rouge with that. Anyways, uh, to continue this wonderful episode, we're introduced to uh, I was playing Bloodsport. Um, I, I said this in the group chat. I, I had to break silence. The, the costume they made for him it's so fucking badass. Like, I, I want to take, like, a, a 13-year-old enthusiasm of seeing something cool and be like, Dude, I, I love it that it's so it's like,
1: it's practical, yeah. but it's also got some design elements to it. Like, I think, like, the chin has, like,
0: teeth or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, like it's like a jaw from a, a skull. And then uh, all the way that he pulls out actual, like, different kind of, like, weapons from all the different pockets and compartments.
1: Oh, it's well, yeah, well, so I was actually talking to my guitar player during band practice earlier, because he's a big comic book nerd, like I am. And apparently, like, Bloodsport, his whole thing, like, he is a metahuman, and he can pull things from, like, a pocket dimension. Yeah. But they decided to just forego that and give him, like, the, uh... Wait, the pocket... He's Felix the Cat? I guess, technically, but, like, not this version. Like, I think with casting Idris Elba specifically as this sort of character, it's a direct
2: response to, like, Will Smith, his dead shot in the yeah. first one.
0: Man, what a waste of
2: a role in that one. Too. I wish we could have gotten an Idris Elba rap track on this.
0: Oh yeah.
1: But as all they. This movie does the thing that like the first Deadpool movie does, where like after this opening scene when we see Idris Elba's team come up on the beach, it goes to eight days earlier. Yeah,
0: and, and then, that's actually, when the movie really starts. Yeah, and they actually introduce you to the other characters. So you have Idris Elba who uh, plays uh, Bloodsport, who's really great in this film. I think it it cemented that I was going to love this movie right away when they show him meeting his daughter and you think it's gonna be like this touching like he cares yeah literally they start screaming fuck you at each other it's like this is an A plus they don't try and
1: make them good people yeah they're yeah. still villains Like, uh, re- re- like relatable and like I think that's why they. I love that they played false prison blues in the beginning like the whole idea of that like, they're prisoners but they're still fucking people
0: yeah and then, uh, we're introduced to Polka Dot Man 2, uh, I forgot the name of the actor, but he's been in David so many David Yeah, because he, he was, he was the Russian, or the Romani, uh, gentleman in the Ant-Man movies, who's very funny, and he's been in so many of, different other he's roles. He's
2: been there. in some other James Gunn movies. He, uh, and Michael Rooker were like the maintenance guys in the Belko Experiment. Oh, damn. Um. Uh,
0: I gotta watch that So I'm assuming it was fun. I, I <laughs> we do
2: things a little differently in this office. I kept trying
1: to think what I recognized him from, but it's neither of those movies. I'm sure it's something. I'm oh, sure no, someone...
2: you recognize him from that dream you had last night. <laughs> oh, Polka Dot, man. Tell me about your mother. Yeah.
1: He, has, he has very
0: big mommy issues. Uh, I kept is...
1: thinking he was someone from the Big Bang Theory, but it was like, um, Yeah, he kind of no. has that
0: look. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, right. But then you're also introduced to, which in a very surprising, I mean, I, I like listen. I love Cena. He's a, I think he's really fun. I didn't know how he's gonna be in this film.
2: Thank you. I
0: was gonna get it. Uh, but he plays a peacemaker, and what a fucking fun role that was for him. Holy shit! Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah, and he also he looks really good. Oh yeah, he, like John I mean, Cena. That's he like John I, Cena. I, I like I was feeling away, especially the scene when he's in his
0: BVDs. Yeah. He's super <laughs> ripped, but like to the point where. He, looks like a real-life comic book character, so of course you have to cast him for this. And look,
2: as a wrestling fan, I was... He recently came back partly to promote the movie. Uh, And apologize in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, If you look through my Twitter, you'll see when he came back because in all caps, I wrote, Dad came back from the store with the cigarettes. (laughs) Uh, But he... Like, this role fit him beautifully. He's a guy who he's always known how to talk. He's always, you know, known... Uh, comedic sense of timing and here it was just... He was
0: great at Cockblockers, we say that too.
2: Yeah, and he just got to play that asshole so well that, like, it's been a joke among wrestling fans that we never got to, after he became a superstar, never got to see John Cena be a bad guy, Uh, but here we get to see him be a bit of a dick. Absolutely. And it's great.
1: (laughs) And I Um, I am glad, like, it was funny when they introduced him, because you'd already been introduced to Bloodsport, and they introduce uh, Peacemaker and Peacekeeper? Peacemaker. 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 And they say his backstory, like, you said everybody had idea. different abilities. He's the exact same as me. Yeah. But they never, like, Peacemaker's never racist towards. Yeah. Like, he, they don't like each other, but it's not. Race never. I'm going to deposit this right cover.
0: now. His character is the perfect critique on American imperialism. And for sure, this made me know that DCEU does not get money from the government to make their films for these. Oh, yeah. 100% with this film. And even as
1: much as Peacemaker's a bad guy, he has some pathos in there.
0: Yeah. Which is... I mean, it is just like he... He is the perfect example of like extreme <laughs> neoliberalism in a character and imperialism put together. And, well Oh, I love it. It's so good. What, what was the line he said where it's, uh, oh I I, I I love peace. I'll do anything to preserve peace. I'll kill as many men, women, and children as I need to to preserve peace. Yeah, it's so
1: good. Oh, you joke, but if there was a
2: beach filled with dicks and it would keep people safe for me to suck all of them, <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah, uh, where <laughs> yeah i do that to keep people safe. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me safe in a way, baby. Um,
0: then we're also introduced to Ratcatcher two. I like that they put that on there. Um, Ratcatcher
1: two. is say my favorite character.
0: Yeah, she. No, she's great.
1: She's I mean, what. She uh, have any of you guys watched Doom Patrol? Yes. She's what I wanted Crazy Jane to be. What Crazy Jane should have been. Yeah. Because like yeah, Ratcatcher was a lot more like See, Crazy Jane from like the Grant Morrison comics.
0: I do. I like. I like Doom Patrol. The series a lot. Brandon Fraser's getting some work. God bless him. He's great uh but the thing with crazy jane is they kind of mess up in that series this is going kind to of quick aside is that she has the multiple characters or the dissociative identity disorder thing but they never keep them around enough where she feels like a based character it has like some type of anchor yeah. but with Ratcatcher, it's like she's constant with her character so yeah
1: she's so sweet
0: yeah she's the heart of the movie and yeah. what's the name of the little rat Sebastian I, I love Sebastian and Sebastian's also, great
1: and I also like yeah they kind of like Made me think of Squirrel Girl a lot because oh, Squirrel Girl yeah. has like Tippy Toe, I think is the name of her yeah. squirrel companion.
0: Oh yeah, she's like the more fun version. Of... Well, Squirrel is pretty fun. She's like the more dark version of Squirrel Girl. And it's always <laughs> waving
1: at people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then of course uh, I think we're gonna spend some time talking about this King Shark, which is oh uh, look, mm-hmm. it fit
2: the movie, but we were talking about Harley Quinn hashtag Not My King Shark. Your funches bunch. I'm a, I am a funches King Shark man. I like King Shark as, again, okay. this King Shark fit this movie. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly but what I'm I I prefer say. King Shark as an intelligent creature who can speak full sense. And this
0: is a really nerdy thing to say, but that's the beauty about there's so many versions of King Shark in different iterations. You can have the movie one and then the series and the comic ones, they all work because there's so many different versions of them. Yeah, yeah it's
1: like, uh, Max Landis did a video a while back where he was talking about writing, yeah. and he was talking about his dad when he was a kid, told him something like, okay, you want to write a movie about a vampire, how do you kill a vampire? Like, okay, uh, stick through the heart, no, you can kill a vampire however the fuck you want, because vampires don't fucking exist.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you make any rule you want, but you have to make it fit within that world you created. Yeah. So okay. this Shark, King Shark works okay. for this movie. And I'm going to
0: say my absolutely favorite thing about this movie, hands down, Is that they got Sylvester Stallone to do an impression of Sylvester Stallone (laughs) for the entire movie? You know, like when somebody does a really bad Sylvester Stallone impression, that's basically what he was doing as King Shark.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that was that was Sly Stallone. Stallone. Okay, I did not see it. Doesn't it make it even
0: better? It's so good. (laughs) Um, Once again, it's like uh, Bar pointed this out while you're watching it. It it feels like this is like Guardians of the Galaxy if you took all the roles and had different characters in them. And it kind of makes it fun in its own way. <laughs> what
2: what I will say is the first five minutes of this movie already had more personality than the entire first one.
0: It's yeah, Suicide Squad. Once again, I have to say, don't even go back to watch it because it's it's the offensive kind of bad where It's just boring and not well done, so it's not even funny to watch.
1: And they clearly knew winning in going into it, they're like, okay, we need to make this to where
2: the first movie doesn't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like. They watched the first one and then went, "Oh right, wait, fuck! Superhero movies are allowed to be fun." Yeah. You well, yeah, this movie was fun,
1: but I'm glad they didn't just turn it into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which is what I like these, because yeah, it's it's a fun movie, but it's not a feel
2: good movie.
0: No. Yeah, especially with a lot of the endings and how things go to. Mm. One thing I I, I. I don't
2: know. It did feel pretty good when Harley got railed.
0: <laughs> yeah. God bless her. You know. Great character. Uh, once again, shout out to Margot Robbie in that role. But um, I if, thought it
1: felt better when she shot that dude in the heart.
0: I mean, they both right good, after. I mean, there's the little death and the actual death. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's bringing up the French again.
2: Is. Also, they specifically had Harley say the dude had a big old hole. Yeah,
0: and we could have all just assumed, like we had a feeling. Like, yeah, I think big old hog, small, but it's small bad heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's
2: it's nice to know. It's nice to know
0: <laughs> she deserves the best. At least you know if she's not gonna kill them afterwards. But they, uh, I, one thing I like as we go throughout the movie too is all these characters that we described. It's still not safe from them getting killed off, and I like that aspect of it as it goes, because after the the thing that was bad on the beach for the first team, they capture Flag and uh, Quinn, and they kind of uh, the other team that we just described. They're kind of going to catch up with them and uh, as they kind of make their way in you know, a very funny scene they kind of they're told to like if you run into any of uh, uh, you know opposition just kill them it doesn't matter you, need to you know when they're going to go. save flag yeah, it was exactly. kill
1: anyone you see yeah so it's also a cute scene because it's blood sport and peacekeeper they're basically having a contest yeah. yeah they're having a pissing contest about yeah. how well they can kill each other yeah, yeah. each of them can kill people
0: and uh, we're going to kind of see everybody's powers, which is pretty fun and cool. And then, like, halfway through it, they find that Flag's talking to one of them. And they're like, oh, we're actually the Resistance. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, no, suck. we
2: haven't seen any of your people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. So they, they meet up with
0: them. They kind of get a plan to go to the main city. And then basically, well, I feel like I'm missing a step there. Oh, they have to get the Thinker. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, the uh, the thinker goes to a, a nightclub.
2: That's... They called it a gentleman's club.
0: Yeah. They called it that, but when we get there it's not
1: really. I think... don't know. I think there was some gentlemen at that. There. There's a saying yes. when they some of them have to go out the back because like the, like Peacekeeper and uh, Bloodsport and Flag, they're a distraction. They immediately give themselves up when the authorities show up mm-hmm. so that the other team members can take the thinker out the back. And you see, like, some women changing. And you, there are some titties in this movie. Yeah, yeah God yeah, yeah. bless them. Yeah. Small titties, but titties.
2: <laughs> hey, small-titty goth girls need love, too. <laughs> <laughs> God bless them.
0: Um, yeah, they, they get through there. They basically do it as a diversion so they can get the thinker, uh, played by, um it oh, his last name? Peter Capaldi, I want to say? Capaldi. Yeah, Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing a one third, of the Doctor Who's one of the Doctor Who's but also given a great performance in this movie too just being a, a general jerk off um, yeah, I believe it's Doctor really well. Whom Doctor Whom's this there's
1: also an interesting little thing that like they brought up earlier but we didn't mention that Bloodsport has a phobia about rats yeah which is also because he kind of forms a bond with Rat Catcher so him being afraid of rats like the, the Sebastian tries to offer him like a leaf to show that he's friendly and he <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to take it, I was like, "I well, just love the lines like, 'Why are you doing
0: this?' To show you that he's that he means you no know harm. Like, what the fuck would I want to leave? <laughs> I, I should say we mentioned that Cena's pretty funny in this. Sorry, I'm eating when I'm saying this. But also, I feel like Idris is a straight man. Also, gets some huge laughs in this movie. Like he's just he's crushing it the whole time.
2: Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing, and that's why he's going to be so fucking hot as Knuckles the Echidna.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. Sonic they talk to with Idris Elba as knuckles is going to start the next sexual. Is revolution. this is this
1: real? Is he really yeah? Trying yeah. to joking. play yes.
0: I, I will say I am disappointed they didn't wait until Sonic Three because they could have had had it perfectly mirrored in video games. Yeah, but then you just got tails. It's like I know he's cute, he's fun, but like, come on. Give us and some also, nuts. if they waited to if they waited till three, we'd probably
1: never get it because I don't think the second movie's gonna do as good as the first oh, one. The did. Second
0: movie, I saw the I saw the first movie twice in theaters. I'm going at least three times for this one.
2: I went with Martin opening weekend, and during the po- the mid credits post whatever credit scene where they show tails, the theater was shout screaming. Really? Really? Shout cheering.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen people that happy at a movie theater. Was
1: it a pervert
2: I'm... matinee? You
0: know, all pervert <laughs> matines go to see Sonic. I don't is... think I don't think anyone who's not a pervert has been to a movie theater in the last ten years. Yeah.
2: Although I will say Pervert Matinee is my favorite Lana Del Real. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: She's just so relatable being rich and making music for poor people. Um, anyways, uh, they, they 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 link up, they get the thinker. They, uh, the three that get captured, which is Bloodsport, uh, Peacemaker, and then Flag, they uh, they do instant kill blows on the people in the car, which is really cool and fun to see. They get out of it, and then they decide they need to go rescue uh, Harley. Uh, while this was all going to, that's where she meets the, basically, like, second in command. She falls in love with Because, yeah, well, they it's also railed. the
1: premise that there is an America-neutral f- royal family that was in charge of this island. Yeah. But there was a military coup. That's why that the Suicide Squad is going in there. We find out later for more nefarious reasons, but also just they need to, like... These generals are not pro-America. They're very antagonistic towards America, so we need to take them down.
0: We we need to take them down. We need to dismantle the secret government thing that they have, Project Starfish, which, good line from John Cena in the beginning, where it's like, Starfish is slang for butthole. Do you think that could be related? (laughs) In a way, way, it kind of is.
1: By the end, but... So also, this is more to where where I go to where, like, Harley Quinn doesn't need to be in this movie, and though I love the entire, everything with her, it's clearly, like, put in there just so Harley Quinn has something to do, because the general, the handsome young general, not the ugly old general who's always drinking (laughs) and smoking, yeah, has brings her to his palace, and then proposes to her.
0: It's like after they spend a day together. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's, like...
1: Right. Well, it's just a whole idea, like, okay, I guess he just wanted to fuck her, but then he does propose to her, and like, oh, the people, they're very conservative, so they want me to be married, and that's kind of like, eh. Yeah. But it leads to some really cool scenes, so it's, it's just a nitpick. Yeah. But you know me, I love nitpicking things. Oh, that's yeah. why I watch Star Trek.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this leads to her basically being uh, captured after they have sex, and then he says, you know, I'll kill anybody who gets in my way. And she shoots him he's like if there's anybody who shows any red flags, I promise myself I do the right thing and murder them right away. And once again, Harley Quinn's one of my favorite and characters. And she does, does say like
1: uh, I know what you're thinking. Why couldn't I just leave and not kill you? But the kind of guy, my taste in the men, they're not the kind that of just leave you alone. Yeah, they always they kill buy. your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I'm doing the New York accent. What do you guys think about her New York, Margot Robbie New <coughs> York accent? I
0: like it a lot. I feel like
2: it's pretty fun. I mean, it fits Harley. It's Harley Quinn. It's what, it's...
1: Well, it's better than Kelly Cuoco's New York accent in the Harley Quinn cartoon because, like, sometimes she does it, sometimes she doesn't.
2: Yeah, that's the fun. It's like a box of chocolates.
1: (laughs) And it was where, like, I thought... It it just seemed kind of phony, but then I thought the original Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series, it's kind of phony, too. Mr.
2: J! Yeah,
1: it's super, like, like like new york accent incarnate
2: yeah it's weird how these cartoon characters are unrealistic <laughs>
1: yeah. hey you just up. want something that doesn't take you out of the world of the movie and occasionally her new york accent did
0: yeah yeah i could see that but also it was really fun so yeah she kills him and then she gets in prison right away which makes sense um very... to be interrogated quote
1: unquote yeah which we all know means torture yeah
0: yeah, she's been shocked a lot. No, they were
1: asking her questions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she just wasn't answering. In between the the beatings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they basically got like a cattle prod they're shocking her with, and then finally it looks like she's been knocked out. The general gets distracted and her, her his torture buddy is kinda like watching her. And then she does some fun acrobatics. But yeah, this
1: scene made me think a lot of like uh, the first lethal weapon. Yeah like when Mel Gibson's being tortured and I was thinking like this movie is like if
2: like James Gunn directed the Sean Black script. Yeah. So she chokes a man out with her thighs, and uh, buddy of mine I saw the movie went turned to me and said, "Can you believe that guy got paid for that?" has yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been part of the con-
0: I mean, it's a good way to die.
2: Because honestly, just like I said when I saw the movie Teeth, what the
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, it will grow back. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I think well, it's also it's a scene where like it shows how good at, like, uh, a narrative that uh, James Gunn is, because while she's being tortured, she's singing, that's like, I ain't got nobody. Yeah. And then, when she's escaping, killing all the guards, they play that song. Yeah, really great
0: scene, too. I I, Both this and Birds of Prey, I feel like she's done some really great action scenes as Harley Quinn would have Yeah, I just
1: love it when, like, you play a song in a movie... Because it just looks cool, but you put it in yeah. earlier so yeah. that it actually makes sense. I think the best example is Gardens of the Galaxy, where it was his mom's mixtape. Yeah. That's why all those songs were in there. Yeah,
0: he, he in general, he always has really good soundtracks for his movies, which is a, a fun thing to look forward to. And it, I mean, it, it happens again with this. They're really great hits all over this thing that I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, she, as they decide that they're going to break her out, she escapes and is like, What are you guys doing? And then basically. Have a very fun scene where like, okay, we can leave now and go to was it Jorheim? I want to say. Well, I do
1: like that she's so so like choked up. Like, you guys were here to save me.
0: Yeah, I could
1: go back in. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's, there's there's so I, I I can't emphasize this enough. There's so many fun scenes in this movie. It is all around just a great time. Uh, but yeah, they they I'm trying to find the name of the thing that they went to. Is I don't the, remember. What's something it, with the J or like a J sound? Jornheim or something like.
1: It's something like that? Some yeah, like german word because it was supposed to be like a, a former nazi experimentation yeah place
0: yeah. you know you always gotta have some nazi stuff in these things because they were always up to some wacky stuff oh yeah nazis, nazis jotunheim that's
2: yeah also those darn nazis well
0: what they do <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy
2: nazis got me again <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy yeah. Yeah.
0: uh yeah that's where we find out a little bit more as they they kind of start to get in there and do some, uh, well, they're going to blow up the place, and they have a lot of fun scenes where the set in C4s, and King Shark makes one to look like Peacemaker, because they're friends now.
1: I do like that, where John's, uh, Peacemaker's like, that's actually very sweet, but yeah. we need to plant these explosives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, I,
0: I like that they did a good job with his character, because he is definitely an asshole and a bad guy, but they make it where he's still relatable and in bonds with the team. Because what happens later makes it even more hard, but... They basically break into the kind of a, the dungeon area with a few of them as others split off to lay explosives. And that's when they find out all the stuff about Project Starfish, which is my favorite reveal, which was Star of the Conqueror.
1: Yeah, I was like, and I also love that. Like, if you know anything about comics, Star of the Conqueror was from an issue of The Brave and the Bold back in the day that was the first appearance of the Justice League. Yeah. And so having this the suicide squad being the ones to fight the Star of the Conqueror. He's the yeah, Loki, yeah I I literally said that to nobody in my apartment I was watching the movie last night. <laughs> uh
0: great design for him too. I, I love how they both made him look completely ridiculous, but also very creepy. Especially how he had the the little starfish shooting out of his like weird armpit gills. It's very
1: alive. Like it looks Yeah. Like I mean it's a weird space being yeah. so it should look that way. Yeah, so, I'd fuck it. Yeah, I'd fuck it. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> Try anything once. But the thinker basically is proud of all the work he's done for the last few years on it because he's found a way to control it. Um, Starro's not too happy about that. So when things start to go bad and they accidentally turn off explosives because Polka Dot Man got a little too excited. Well, yeah, you
1: do have everybody, all the people in the dungeon who have, like, Starro's, like, brain slugs attached to their head. They're talking as Starro. Yeah. Like, he's been torturing me for all these years. Please help me. And I think that goes back to the theme of, like, yeah, they are bad people, they're prisoners, but they still have human dignity.
0: Yeah. Because it's, it's one of those things where it leads to a lot of different kind of fulcrums in the movie. This is where they find the hard drive that reveals that this was an American project and they were just using it as cover-up. That's why they're also trying to kill these people off. Once again, I'm pretty sure DCU is not sponsored by the army and the government. Like, the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe is totally not. This
2: movie brought to you by Vladimir Putin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hail our king. Anyways, uh, they they decide well, I should say flag specifically decides he needs to keep it peacemaker says you need to give it to me they have a fight and it does not go well for flag <laughs> he gets a pretty the...
1: good fight too cuz really, it's not just stacked. all the guns and stuff they're like getting up close and personal taking whatever the fuck they can to beat the crap out of each other with. also an
2: incredible shot from peacemaker's helmet yeah which is oh, on the oh, that was that was really fighting cool. as it turns around
1: that one was i felt I
0: liked it, but it was a little film-student-y, maybe. Nah, it was worth it. I, I gotta say, I think James Gunn really directed the shit out of this no, movie. No, Luke,
2: it wasn't black and white. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
0: But yeah, he gets stabbed in the heart, so Flag's out of the game. Um, R.E.P. Flag. I thought he was gonna make it, but that's, once again, what I sang earlier, Waylo, about this movie. Even, like, even as it keeps going, characters that seem important are still getting killed off, so it feels like there's stakes as it keeps going, which is
1: nice. And also, as you were talking, like, we were doing like, peace. piece Keeper has some Peacemaker Has some pathos Because he's clearly upset When he kills Flag Yeah he didn't want to do that Yeah Yeah. but he's like He's gonna do his duty
0: But I I like This is the point in the film Where everything starts going wrong Because they accidentally Set off the explosives Like I said Releasing Starro But then causing a bunch of debris To come down In a very cool scene Where they have to get out of the building While they're dealing with The other general He gets kind of crushed And killed by everything Well no His team does He gets killed by Starro later Not a big (laughs) reveal We knew he was gonna they get easily
1: it easily ripped apart by Star O yeah. while trying like being snively. Oh yeah. And like Think, trying yeah. to like I know I made some mistakes, but I'm ready to change. Yeah. I can change. And, and they then they just ripped apart. Ripped. Ripped and then they threw a bunch of sloppy Joes at the window.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make mine a man witch. <laughs> <laughs> a literal man witch, please. My man witch
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that leads to basically Star getting out and then releasing a bunch of his little Star babies at the same time. Ratcatcher saw what happened, so then Peace uh, Maker has to kill her. Uh, right before it does Idris Elba drops down. Or I should say bloodsport. In know. a very
1: funny scene, he drops down where, yeah. like he like was like his grappling hook when the building fell down tore out and he landed probably like a story down on like a piece of floor that was still holding. That falls down to the next level, and that falls down until he falls down right behind Peacekeeper.
0: Yeah, I, I love that gag so much. And I think this is the first time I've seen it in live action, because I know I've seen this in cartoons. Oh yeah, time.
2: cartoons, they do shit like that yeah. all the time. Yeah, You, know, I you just, guys should check out cartoons, by the way, at home. They <laughs> I just wish there would have been a scene where people ran into doors and out different ones trying to chase each other, <laughs> yeah. because that was missing. la la, la, la la la, hey. la la la.
0: That's <laughs> Banana Splits, which is live action. Okay? Don't do that. You're X a That's true. Okay.
2: But also, the Banana Splits movie was a Five Nights at Freddy's knockoff. I heard it was decent. I haven't Who
0: seen it. Who told you I that? Just... The internet? What?
2: I've heard it was better than that other
1: Five Nights at Freddy's knockoff, the Nick Cage one.
0: Yeah. yeah. They
1: did. Although, honestly, it's a caveat. I don't need to see a horror movie based on the banana splits because I was terrified of the banana splits.
0: a yeah. <laughs> child, those huge black pupilless eyes. I, I
1: think it was more just like the '70s film grain. Yeah, did something great, yeah. about that just upset me when they Cartoon Network used to air like cartoons of the '70s mm-hmm. back in the '90s. Like I would like it's watch that an entire would, like, generation basically, and like
2: I would like. This was before Cartoon Network was only Teen Titans Go. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I would like. Stay up watching that, and I would like start be, get terrified and start crying. My parents I thought you were had going to take beating off for a second. Yeah, no, no. Like I was like, like I
2: used like, to run into my room, eight or nine <laughs> years old, and just be off until I fall asleep. Hulking off was the only thing that made me
1: feel safe. Yeah, and my parents would ask me like, "What are you who, so upset about?" And I'm like, I knew it was the cartoon that upset me, but I didn't really know why. So I would just say it made me think of all the people who died in the seventies because I had no. <laughs> It was
0: because oh my God. <laughs> this is this is almost like a sloppers' follow up. Yeah, it, it was
1: because I had no concept of time, so I assumed anyone who'd been alive in the 70s was dead by then.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't realize my parents were born like two decades before the 70s. <laughs> and they died that night. Hey,
2: uh, I just need to. Uh, I feel like we're being a, a little uh, insensitive, so uh, if we could just uh, give a quick rest in peace. To everybody who died in the 70s. <laughs> Let's name
0: them off. we will start with Aaron the Ace. Uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's a really funny story. It, so I we mentioned earlier, too, we had Jonathan Shannon on about the last episode, and he had told story at the front that he had a friend that was homeschooled, but they were super religious, so they never had a new, uh, name for boobs or breasts, so he called them sloppers. <laughs> you think about it a lot now. I love that.
1: <laughs> we did, too. Yeah. Baby, let me slap them sloppers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there
0: we go, new t-shirt. <laughs> just a picture of just, uh, Milf the rabbit slapping a big ol' tip. <laughs> <ruched him. laughs> anyway, so, like,
1: uh, Bloodsport and Peacekeeper are, like, staring at each other. Peacekeeper was about to kill a rat catcher, and so they know they're gonna, like, shoot at each other, but they're just kinda, like, having, like, stand standoff there for a second. Then they do shoot, and they do the, the thing from The Shadow, <laughs> their bullets, like, are perfect with each other. But then Idris elbow's bullet is a little bit smaller, which is a payoff from something that uh, Peacekeeper had said earlier in the movie, where it's like, oh, I can shoot somebody with 100% accuracy. Like, so can I. Like, I can shoot it more accurate. Yeah, smaller How bullets. How could you do that? Smaller bullets. It goes right through yours. And that's exactly what Idris elbow's bullet does to yeah. Peacekeepers.
0: Such a good scene. Yeah, it's, uh, he gets shot in the neck, and he's dead. He's dead. He's gowed. Um spoiler and something might happen later uh and then they they escape finally and this is a really great scene in the movie too where i feel like they want to cement like they're slightly good they're still bad characters but waller gets on the phone after the comms give or like brought it back up and like hey listen starro's out but that's not our problem we just want to make sure all the files. Well, are this heard. is
1: a nitpick i have because starro says this city is mine mm-hmm. i guess because that city is theirs But I can't understand why Waller and uh, they never say checkmate, but checkmate's what she works for in the comics.
0: Yeah.
1: Star Wars not gonna stop with the island. It's gonna like take over the rest of the planet. That's what it fucking does. She
2: specifically said that like a disaster like that in a place that is no longer the US's ally helps the US. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Once again, uh, definitely not an M C (laughs) U movie. I look, I just think That the more wars that happen, the better, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah. you know, they're good. Wars are good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I think this is
1: around the time when we get the scene in the movie that made me cry, where it's a rat catcher with her dad explaining, like, why he chose to study rats, played by Taika Waititi, which was a a channel I did not expect. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm like, because the rats are the, are the least of all of us. And if they could be important, then anybody can. Yeah. And that scene its getting to me a little bit right now. It's it very... it
0: really touching. And it's, like, the thing where, like, it's its both... He, I, love, I love that James Gunn is good at being emotional on YouTube, but also very funny, because it happens both at the same time, where they have that very good scene. But also, at the same time, Bloodsport is, like, he's getting ready to walk off, and he's, like, he's not going to do it, and he goes back. And instead of him saying, like, we need to do this, he goes fuck <laughs> is so funny and so good because oh, you yeah. don't you don't need him to say what he's doing you just you feel that so much especially anytime you've had to do something you didn't want to do and you're just saying to yourself
2: ah fuck
0: it's it, a ah, great scene but yeah they they decide to go and fight sorrow and a lot of really great action scenes you get to see use use all his cool weapons ratcatcher catcher do a lot of cool stuff with a ton of rats to the point where he's making me feel squeamish even i don't get i don't get grossed out by things too often but seeing so many rats on a giant starfish, for some reason, really got to
1: me. I did like, I think it was when they were uh, storming the tower, yeah. when there was a guard who disco- discovered them, and she used one of the rats to jump into his <laughs> oh, mouth, yeah. so, and he couldn't scream.
0: Yeah, but before we do talk about this, this the rats absolutely fucking owning Starro, we, we do have to talk a little bit about Polka Dot Man. Yeah, all right, oh man, it's, because this, this is his curtain call, and I feel like it's kind of perfect for him. Yeah, so the whole movie, I said he has mother issues, specifically... His mom did all the experiments on him and his siblings to make them superheroes, but at, like, the cost of their life. So she's not a good person. But he hates his mom, and he sees everyone as his mom in a lot of very funny scenes.
1: Well, yeah, that first scene when he says, like, it was easy to kill them, I just imagined, turned them into my mother in my head, and then it was easy to kill them. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, then you see, like, in a bunch of scenes where, like, you're seeing things from his perspective and everyone is his mother. Yeah. Especially funny in that uh, that drinking scene they have when where he's it, dancing. He's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: dancing, everyone in the club is his mother. Yeah. He's yeah. rubbing against him. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, his powers too is that basically his mom gave him an interdimensional virus so that he has to release that out of system but when it does it basically shreds everything in its path which is really cool. So his curtain call like you're saying is that he's told that hey look, it's your mom. So he sees Star as a giant mom and he releases all the polka dots to get his foot out. And he's, I think, in a very funny but very heartfelt scene. He goes, I'm a superhero! And then Starro just crushes him. Mm-hmm. Once again, yeah. I love that this movie has good high stakes because anybody can get killed. At any it's moment. got
1: the balls to kill a character that has no reason to die, yeah. but it fits with the movie.
0: And we never found out why he's in prison. I'm sure it's not good, but he's probably more of the morally good-sighted ones of all
1: Oh, yeah, of even them. the scene that we passed over that... Uh, Dude who's an informant. What was his name? Milton. Milton. Yeah, we're yeah, like, just oh god, they killed, killed Milton. Milton. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who's Milton? It's like the guy from the bus. He's really
1: nice. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he was yeah. still
0: with us. Yeah. He's been with us the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then I like that Harley's like, there's nobody named Milton. That's not a real name. And then
1: she calls Bloodsport Milton <laughs> yeah. at the end of the movie.
0: We had a whole conversation yeah.
1: about it. We talked for like 30 minutes about it.
0: But yeah, I do like that the ending, They all the people left still, they basically use all their powers to do something cool to take out Starro. Finally, uh, Harley Quinn took Javelin's javelin. From well, the she was
1: given his javelin. Yeah. And he tried to explain to her, like, you're the only one who can take it for... And then he's like, what? What? Oh, he died before he could tell me. It's so frustrating. Yeah.
0: And then she's like, oh, for Starro. So she does a cool backflip off a building, shoots it right through its eye in a very, I want to say, violent, but... Uh, the, the, the perfect part's gross and cool scene, I want to say, where she, like, cuts through the eye... She's swimming through all the eye mug. It gives an opening for the rats to go in. The rats start tearing it apart from inside. They it just
1: did chewing at Starro's brainstem, yeah. Yeah. essentially. Then
0: blood's just shooting out of its eye and it falls over dead. And it's just. I like that its the last line is like, I just wanted to float in the stars. I didn't need any of this. Hey, that's yeah. another
1: thing. Starro has pathos too. For yeah. one thing, it was. Kept prisoner and tortured for the longest time, but then I, like, I just wanted to be a space thing. Yeah. I didn't want to fuck with you guys.
0: Really really them that scene, I feel like, too. Just like, I also
2: just wanted to be a space thing when yeah. I was about eight years old. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, that's basically the, the curtain call. The only thing we left out, too, is that Waller doesn't want them to help out, and they're like, no, we have to do this. So before she can hit all the bombs on their heads, uh, she gets knocked out by her own team. Because they're like, oh yeah, we can't do this I
1: anymore. do like is the other woman of color who knocks her out, and not Steve Agee, like I think yeah.
0: you know, we yeah, all that thought it, it was weird. going to be. <laughs> that felt really strange. Oh no, he's not a man of action. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't set that up. Yeah,
1: But it is cool, like, okay, that scene's fine, but then you see all of them immediately get to work to orchestrate yeah. the Suicide Squad's mission, yeah. which I think that's really cool. Like think, part of this too.
0: It's a testament to how old-written well this movie is that even the, all the small parts like seem like they have good written characters and were thought out. It wasn't like any throwaway stuff. Because once again, going back to Suicide Squad, the first movie, this was like kind of a part of, in a way. It felt the opposite, where they try to make every character huge and robust, but there's no writing or any pathos or anything for them at all, in any way. So, yeah. But that's basically, that, that gets to the end of the film. Uh, Bloodsport's daughter sees what I did, and she's really happy about it. They're released because he basically blackmails Waller that like we'll release this to the public if you don't let us go and walk scot-free.
1: Mm. And, and I like that they're like, Ratcatchers kind of pissed off about that. It was like, hey, you can't get everything you want all the time.
0: Yeah, and I like that they didn't try to elaborate. Like, no, we do the right thing. She's like, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's very <laughs> realistic. Uh, and yeah, I think they ended on a really great note of kind of going like a, a post-credits where they show that. Uh, peacemaker is still alive and then i like that the fact i that didn't
1: even see that i saw the first post credit where you found out that weasel, weasel is still yeah, alive. alive well
2: you know i think it is good that peacemaker is still alive because otherwise that uh series that they're giving him would have been real weird yeah.
0: <laughs> and on top of that when i i feel like marvel I, i've gotten marvel fatigue on but when I, fr- I found out they're doing a peacemaker show i was like oh fuck yeah i'm definitely watching that
2: I mean, I'm watching it for John Cena. Yeah, you know? DC though, not Marvel. Yeah, well,
0: I'm watching it for Ruse the Bad. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just assuming she's gonna be there. I'm, I'm feeling general superhero fatigue. Like, I didn't dislike Loki, but I'm just, I'm just tired. Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
1: I was fed up by the end of Loki, just because it's like the rest of those series. It's just setting up shit for the movie, so they don't have to put it into the beginning of the movies.
0: Yeah, All which is
1: right. smart, Good. but.
0: This can be a conversation for a different time, but, like, I enjoyed WandaVision, because, like, it was set up for a thing, but it was also its own self-contained story. Yeah. I mean, it's still my favorite of
2: the series, too, I
1: think. I like that she just threw, just, I don't want to do the accent anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: God bless her. Uh, but, yeah. I, so, I just want to, just real quick, on an Elizabeth Olsen tangent. <laughs> oh, please. I please. think it's very funny.
1: Favorite part of my show.
2: That she is, you know, her sisters were, like, the biggest child stars in the world. And it never really gets talked about that. They, like, it wasn't, oh, she's their sister. Like, that's how she got famous. She didn't really start acting until she was 18. And I feel like a lot of that... Actually, she might have been 20. I feel like somewhere in her family there was a meaning. like, Hey, uh, Elizabeth, you know those uh, 18th birthday countdown clocks we had to see for your sister? We're not fucking doing that with no. you. Uh, we're, no, we're if you bring a boy home, you better not give a shit when your birthday is. We're not doing this. You wait until you're an adult if you want to start acting.
0: <laughs> she got the better end of it, you know? But yeah, I think that should put us where, uh, giving a good old review for this film. And I think this will be an easy one. I want to give it, we'll go out one out of five Star Wars The Conquerors because I love that little guy. He's got five little hands. It makes sense. It's just too perfect almost. Um... I'm, I'm going to give it to you, Adam, first for getting the review.
2: You know what? I gave it four and a half Star of the Conquerors. Very fun movie. Uh, this was a good Star Wars. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, short,
0: simple, succulent. I mean, that fruit baby. Uh, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go along that, and I'm going to go into, as they refer to the Doughboys, the, the hand holding club. I'm also going to go 4.5 out of uh, five Star Rose. Um Not just because I really like the film, and I feel like it's almost a perfect blockbuster or action hero <laughs> film or just gruesome post war slash ironic commentary on American imperialism, but also a four point five or four point out of five because he got his little foot kicked off by polka dot Man, so it kind of makes it work hmm.
1: that makes sense uh I'll give it four out of five starros just to be different, <laughs> but be yeah, fun. this is a great movie uh I wish that, like, the mainline DC characters could get good movies, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I mean, like, you've got this version of Suicide Squad and Shazam.
0: Yeah, I was about to say Shazam, but he's not really mainline, so.
1: Yeah, like, he's almost mainline, but he's not, like, you say, be like, oh, Captain Marvel or Shazam, they're not going to know yeah. who the hell you're talking about. If you say Captain Marvel, they might think of the Marvel one,
0: Yeah.
1: but the DC Captain Marvel's better. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> I mean, also, it's a nice thing when you're a little bit lower tier. They give your comic series to Jeff Smith, and he has a lot of fun with it. So. But yeah, this
1: movie was great. It made me laugh, made me cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. It made me feel things.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a cosmic mix. Uh, the action of the 90s combined with the exploitation films of the 70s, but with modern touches. It's, it's hyper-violent, but it knows what it is. It's a little bit Tarantino, and definitely a little bit Michael Mann. It's kind of a cosmic gumbo. <laughs> it almost moves to the beat of jazz. All right, Santa Claus. Uh, by the way,
2: uh, just uh, rest in peace, to all the exploitation films who died in the seventies. <laughs> uh,
0: real tragic. They all had Logan's Run disease. Uh, I, I do want to give it a, a four point five. I, I thought this movie was very solid, and uh, I, I think comparatively to other comic book movies I've seen, this felt like watching a comic book happen. Yeah. Wh- where did we lose that thread? Like, it made me like think, like, oh, that's right. You can do movies like this for comic books. You can. You can just have like. Weird shit happen. You can have non sequiturs. You can have like fun stuff happen. It's just, it's a fun movie. I, I recommend it to anyone who likes just picking up a random comic book and being like, "Oh, this is fun." Yeah. It doesn't need to have greater story significance. It just felt like an issue of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Or like a maybe like a three or four volume like omnibus of a of a thing. Oh, Alex Ross did an issue or something. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like we got to make like a term for any movie that gets in the fourth a four or uh, better for all around reviews because so i think it's just been this that's a, a zuki. yeah uh, a zuki? yeah i like that a lot you know what welcome to the zuki club no, it's wait what about a kumzuki okay there we go <laughs> welcome to the vat of the kumzuki you're soaking <laughs> in the juices baby <laughs> i'm keeping that that's so gross <laughs>
2: well call me kumzuka joe yeah.
0: Right next to that little Rainbow Dash jar. Uh, you know what I'm talking about if you use the internet. God damn it. I hate the internet. God damn it, Brent. You guys know about that jar, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I know about the jar. And if you
1: didn't before, like I think
0: context is. Is it pretty... Rainbow Dash? Which one is it? I
1: believe it's Rainbow Dash. So... I think it's,
0: it's Rainbow Dash or Twilight. I, I'm pretty sure it's Rainbow Dash. It's Rainbow
2: Dash. Pinkie Pie's best girl. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're amazing. Sorry, Uh, I
2: need to Google Rainbow Dash Jar real quick. No, you don't.
0: Don't do it. (laughs) Okay, we'll do it and see what your reaction is. (laughs) Luke, I don't know about My Little Pony, but I always took you as more of an Applejack
1: man. Yeah, Uh, Applejack's cool, but I just think I like—I don't know—I like Pinkie Pie. I just like. It's it's also that's one of the like I made a Facebook post about that like years and years ago, and then like a year later, some dude posts like. Only cucks like Pinkie Pie. She's annoying. Some dude I didn't know who like, <laughs> found my Facebook and like that was hilarious. Then a year later, a different person posted on that same post from like five years prior to say this to also insult me for liking Pinkie Pie.
0: I think they're gonna find this podcast and hey, two new <laughs> listeners. That's always
2: good. Oh no, he left it on the radiator. Yeah, it's oh. bad.
0: The 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 Oh, comment? rest in
2: peace, buddy.
0: No. God damn it. I'm sorry you had to see that. No, I'm
2: sorry I didn't see more. Yeah. Look up Jarmaine next.
0: No, no, no. Can we not have a section of the show where it's just the regrettable things that are on the internet? So, y'all hear about Chris Chan? No.
2: <laughs> uh, Let's talk um, about Chad Warden, if uh, we may.
0: Uh, I wonder how Mr. Hans is doing in heaven. Um, okay, I gotta stop now. This is going too far. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Kumzuki (laughs) vantages.
2: Welcome to the Kumzuki Jar. We're gonna fill you right, boy. You need uh, to make, like, like, a a jar opening round for that, like, the the, the seal breaking. (laughs) It's a jar with a little figure of Mothra in it.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, Mothra deserves better than that. She does. that Mothra free.
2: Mothra deserves a tribute. No! Should, I shouldn't have told you about that. That's my bad. Uh,
0: I think we're getting into the stupid games section, but we're going to make it quick. Quit playing stupid games. But well, anyways, tonight we're going to do... Uh, Who the fuck is Ron Canada? Our favorite actor, over 200 roles, a working man's work and actor? I don't know. Yeah. But we're going to try to do Six Degrees of Ron Canada. So hit us with that, Martin. I've actually... It's it's, it's a very like simple connecting thread, actually. Oh. Uh, so... Uh, Bloodsport, uh, Idris Elba mm-hmm. was also a character in The Office okay, with John Krasinski. Yeah, who stars in Jack Ryan. Yeah, ooh, who Ron Canada played Bobby Vig. Oh my God! Look at that. That's yeah. that's that's a quick, easy connection. We did it. Not even the, we didn't even need the full six degrees. No,
1: that's my uh, what I've always wondered about the Kevin Bacon game. Does it have to be? No, no, the
2: the fun is, the, the whole fun is, you know, you want to get there as efficiently as possible. The six degrees is, it is believed that he gets to just about everybody in six degrees. Now, there is also a, like, mathematics version of this with Paul Erdos, which is why some people, like Natalie Portman, Uh, have the rare, like, you know, your number of degrees between you and Kevin Bacon is known as your bacon number, Uh, and because of this, you know, with, with the mathematics thing, people have Erdos numbers. There are some people, Natalie Portman being one of them, who have a bacon Erdos number because they have both a bacon number and an Erdos number, so their bacon Erdos number is just the sum of the two.
0: Do you think that Natalie Portman is the singularity point?
2: I, I think the singularity point is and always has been Cher. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I would like to propose that we change the name of this game to Canadian Bacon Number. Oh my god! <laughs> oh that's so my god! Yes, that's good. I like yeah, that a lot. That's really good. Mm-hmm. We got to do new things, Songbird. We'll figure it out.
1: But it's also like you can't say like, oh, uh, what was the thing I just had in my head, uh.
2: It just immediately went out. Yeah, no, oh, uh,
1: Michael Gross was in Tremors with Kevin Bacon. You can't okay. do one degree now.
2: Now I'm, I'm not going to do Kevin Bacon, but I will do some some connections here. Michael Rooker was in Slither with Nathan Fillion, who is in the Suicide Squad with David Duchovny, who was in the Belco Experiment. Okay. <laughs> <good. laughs> With John Gallagher Jr., who, I was he in another James Gunn movie? <laughs> He's has to be. He's gotta be. I
1: I can't think of, was he in Super? Wait,
2: be wait, wait a second. This is more important. Uh, John Gallagher Jr., who's in The Miseducation of Cameron Post with Chloe Grace Moritz, who is in Kick-Ass with the star of the movie of the fucking year, Nicolas Cage. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> there we go. Cage, I feel like Cage might be too big. Like, I, I, you could do a lot of connections with him. Maybe.
2: Well, that's kind of the
1: idea
0: with Kevin Bacon as well. Like, he was in so many movies. See, I've had this debate because I feel like Kevin Bacon has been in a lot, but enough where it makes it seem like it's a feat each time. So, you know? Yeah. You don't see much Bacon. of him now. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> I mean, eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. yeah. All of
1: us. R.I.P. <laughs> you guys. Uh, I'm not going to die.
0: Yeah, mine's about 20 minutes. (laughs) All right, we should get to recommendations and plugs. Uh, we like to do, we uh, we do both plugs if you got any coming up. This is probably going to be out in like two weeks from now, I would okay. say. And then <laughs> any recommendations. And when I say recommendations, it can be anything. It can be Martin theory. went over this with him in the car. Oh, okay. Well, we can still explain a few yeah. <laughs> it. Can be, it can be Martin explaining it to you. That could be a recommendation. Uh, but I'm going to give it to... Let's mix it up. Luke, you go first. Okay,
1: okay as far as uh, recommendations, I am going to recommend The Venture Brothers. It's going to be on HBO Max very soon. Hell yeah. So it's going to be easy for people to watch. I mean, it was already on Hulu, so yeah. most people had an easy way to watch it. But hopefully they will, like, I don't know, maybe up the quality on HBO Max or do something. Maybe they'll do a short or something to get, keep us tied over till the movie comes out in 2030. That's yeah. what I'm assuming it's <laughs> well, going to happen. But yeah, The Venture Brothers is the best scripted television show I think that's ever been made. So watch that. and uh, Plugs... Check out my cooking blog, uh, Flipcooks, F-L-I-P-C-O-O-K-S. That's that's how you spell that, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Hey, I Brother? Follow,
0: I follow you. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I finally follow you back now, too. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, it took us four or five years, but we got there. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I uh, do a lot of, I'm a cook by profession. I do a lot of home cooking, and I post the stuff I, I make.
0: Yeah. Luke had us over, like, about a week and a half ago for some really delicious food. Still thinking about the carbonara? Oh, yeah, and the carbonara was delicious. Yeah, oh,
1: thank you so much. I, I enjoyed making it. I
0: mm-hmm. enjoyed eating it. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I could, uh, I'll, I'll jump in for the recommendation plugs. Uh, y- you all know I'm still in that Common writer uh, kick right mm-hmm. now, going through all of them. Literally kick. But if you this is the one that's easy for you to watch at home because I always realize like the way I get them is through very weird uh, pirates or fan subs I gotta find Bittorrent's for but this one's easy to find if you have Amazon prime uh, like I do where I sold my brother's account because I'll never pay for anything from Amazon and have not for three years uh, <laughs> they have on uh, they have uh, Amazon writers on there which is uh, a common writer Amazon's so they named it weird when they brought it over here but you can watch it on there it's a really great series they decided to take an old common writer series from the 70s. Make it in 2016 as a more gory and adult version, and it's really fun and over the top uh, violent. Like the first episode, he just cuts a dude in half, and I was like, Whoa, this is not your uh, daddy's common writer. And my dad looked over, he's like, He's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I recommend that. Now, you want to try some of my root beer? Yeah. <laughs> like, Nah, I got something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not your dad's root beer. He's like, My grandfather's like, Okay, this joke has gone too long. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to recommend. As for plugs, I'm, if we haven't gone on lockdown again every Tuesday, we got the Pressure Open Mic going in Chicago at the Pressure Billiards and Cafe. Uh, usually sign up at eight, show at eight thirty. Do some comedy; it's a fun time. Usually ends there, so yeah. it's good. It's good. Sorry, uh, I I want to recommend. Uh, you know, weather's still nice out there. Uh, go go have a picnic. I Had a picnic yeah. with some friends over the weekend. It was lovely.
1: Wear sunscreen
2: definitely wear sunscreen definitely wear sunscreen. Yeah.
0: definitely wear sunscreen actually you know what fuck the picnic wear sunscreen <laughs> wear sunscreen and then maybe a picnic will happen uh, yeah no picnic's... ladies
2: and gentlemen of the class of nuts not... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: pic- picnic's fun but wearing sunscreen is a better preventative measure to make sure you just don't live in pain uh, also uh, follow uh, my roommate on Instagram or Twitter is riddeth underscore mochi it's just good fucking Gundam work yeah yeah, for yeah.
2: a former and maybe future guest, a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, no one's paying me to plug anything, but my Twitter is at Quaslo, so is my Instagram. Follow Twitter. A-S-E-L O W. You will spell it wrong. Uh, <laughs> as for recommendations, uh, since I did already allude to Pig being the movie of the year, uh, I am going to pivot to uh, a TV show that just recently... Ended its first season, but is incredible. Kevin can fuck himself. (laughs) Uh, It is a wonderful show about basically the wife on a sitcom realizing how unhappy she is in her life, and uh, it has a great name. Yeah, Uh, uh, and uh, it's real well, real well acted. Who's in it? Uh, Annie Murphy, who is uh, on Schitt's Creek. Robin Taylor Lord is in it as well. Uh, he, he shows up in a few episodes. He was Penguin on Gotham. Um, oh,
1: okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, but it is... It's a good show.
1: Yeah, I like I like that. Mitchell I like that concept. Comment.
2: I've always thought that, like,
1: oh, <coughs> why didn't Wilma leave Fred? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: that's, relationship. That's basically what the show is. It's, hey, this sitcom guy, like, the husband on just about every sitcom is an asshole and a bad husband Borderline a monster
0: usually yeah. yeah
2: and that is what this show is yeah all right
0: i think I, I think you have a good plan here yeah we're gonna close it out but I, we we wrote it out so it has to happen this time so here we go three two one you're, you're gonna, gonna like the way we fuck we i guarantee it, it. there we, we go. go now it feels <laughs> like a cult i like that <laughs>
2: We regret that you have not yet complied with our order.
0: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.
2: The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs>